Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Level two. This is Sports Rage. I am Morenci. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust up, and everybody else in between. We're throwing it down live from Los Angeles. Andrew McKinnis joining us right now. Uh, Kashkinov just beat uh, Kyrgios. Wow. Um, and for the record, yeah, they did shake hands at the net right after, but basically, Kyrgios just stormed off. I just look up, he whips his, like, racket. Never seen a guy get off the court as fast as he did. Like, man, he, he got out of there quickly. Um, I understand he's emotional. It is it is what it is. This actually helps our Alcaraz future. And I, you got a piece of Alcaraz, too, McKinnis? I got him at 5-1. to one. I'm with you. I have the exact same bet, and it does help us out quite a bit. So I'm kind of mad I lost my parlay I just lost, but I have, you know, more to win if the uh, if the future comes in. So I'll, I'll, I'll see the positive side of it. All right, so listen, we start off with the Bills and the Rams, but I always start off with the top, and I never get to the later game. So I'm going to go backwards here with you right now. Uh, are you interested in the Monday Nighter with Russell Wilson going back to Seattle? Big-time storyline there, obviously. I'm kind of leaning towards the over in that game. You know, I think, like, Seahawks still have weapons. I, I don't trust their defense overly. I, I do think that Russ is going to start the season off with a bang, and I, I don't think it's that high of a total. I haven't bet it yet, but I'm leaning towards the over if I'm playing that uh, that game. I don't really, wanna, I don't really want any uh, part of the side in that one. I want to take the Seahawks. Monday night home dogs in week one have always been a good play. Um... And, you know, you've got Geno Smith actually is very good against the spread. Um, he's like that fourth or fifth best active quarterback in the NFL, actually, ATS. It's just one of those, they got this game circled. I think Denver might be a little bit overpriced in this spot. Uh, but I think we have time, and I think it'll only go up. Uh, I doubt it comes down uh, this. But you're looking at the over there, right? So speaking of overs. I'm surprised this total isn't higher uh, at 50 and a half right now with FanDuel. I see Tampa Bay and Dallas, 50 and a half. Bro, it was a, it was a track meet last year. What do you think of this one? I can't ignore it. I, I, I'd go right there again uh, with the over in this one. Uh, I think it's going to be an entertaining game uh, for a primetime game there. But look, to me, Dallas has to prove it. I mean, I know it sounds kind of funny because they do have lots of talent and everyone every every year thinks this is the year they're going to make that extra step. But no matter if it's Zeke Elliott, no matter if it's at the quarterback position, no matter if it's their defense, every year there seems to be something that just goes wrong. And there's a lot of inflated stats all over uh, the Dallas Cowboys where with Tampa Bay, Everyone's making a huge deal out of Tom Brady and the leave of absence he took. And I just like that he can develop chemistry with anybody. You know, I'm not a crazy Tom Brady fan. I wasn't a Patriots fan growing up or anything like that. But Tom Brady will, you know, find chemistry with all of his receivers. And I feel like the game plan for them will be to, you know, play it slow out the gate. And then they're going to figure things out, figure out which, which guys Tom messes, messes with. And then they're going to get going. And I feel like they're going to take down Dallas uh, in Jerry's world. So I'd like to play Tampa Bay on the points, but also looking towards the over. Interesting. All right, hold on. We got, uh, we'll welcome our AM radio audience. 
Man, how many rockets did Gary Hills go through a night? The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morrison. It comes the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Level two has begun. Sirius XM Channel 159 and Money or 1090 ESPN Radio. Thanks to Derek Stevens for joining us in level one. We're kicking it with Andrew McKinnis uh, right now, just talking NFL football. We're just sort of, you know, we were going from, we're starting at the back of the rotation now. And I was talking about the Monday Nighter and home dogs on Monday night guys in week one have been lethal and very profitable over the years. So that's something that we'll definitely talk about moving forward. McKenna said that he just can't buy into the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys are getting two and a half points on Sunday night. Tampa Bay and Tom Brady minus 136 on the money line. The total is 50 and a half in that uh, game. Green Bay and Minnesota, big time game. I have the Minnesota Vikings to win the division. And I don't want to say, McKinnis, that if they don't win this game, they're not going to win a division. But if they're going to win a division, they got to win this game. You know, I mean, like to me, if you want to win a division, win both the games against the Packers. Send a message, beat them, beat them twice. It is O'Connell's first game. Packers are minus one and a half. What's your opinion on the Packers and the Vikings? Well, I, I agree with you as far as Minnesota goes. This game's huge for them. It's only their first game of the season, and, and everybody and, and their mom and their dog have bets on them to win the division. So if they're going <laughs> to cash that, they better start things off by winning against Green, my Green Bay Packers. You calling me the mom Lucky. and a the dog, Dad? You're getting bitter now about this one. How do you a Packer fan? No, 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 no. The division, I'd say. Not this game. The div- yeah. No, no, look. Look, it's a popular bet, Gabe, and, and I get it 100%. I'm a Green Bay fan. I had to add that in. But I like the under in this game. Look, I think that... Uh, the Green Bay Packers, their best attribute right now is going to be their defense. I trust their defense quite a bit. I like their pass rush. And I feel like they're going to run the ball more than they have in several years uh, this year. You know, And I like the fact that Matt LaFleur has come out and said, look, guys, we don't really have a clear number one. And some people don't like that. I'm of the belief that I think it's it's good to say that. You know, we've got several guys we're going to throw the ball to. We're going to see who's good each week. But to me, that also says we're not going to throw the ball nearly as much as we did over the past few years. I like the under in that ball game. Interesting. Interesting take. I think you're on to something in the sense that, listen, I do respect Matt LaFleur a lot. There's not a coincidence that they've won as many football games as they have as soon as he's gotten there. Not taking anything away from Aaron Rodgers being on the football team uh, either. More with McKinnis on the other side. More NFL talk. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Hitting, not about much. Simple physics. Calculate the velocity v in relation to the trajectory t, in which g, gravity, of course, remains a constant. 
Class, this is Sports Rage. I am Rexy. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust up with everybody else in between. We're talking NFL football with Andrew McKinnis from wagertalk.com. Uh, McKinnis is crushing the coffee, uh, staying up overnight. He's trying to get ready for the season. Uh, we appreciate him joining us uh, tonight. We got Jamie Eisenberg from CBSSports.com. We're going to step up and in in a couple of minutes as well after McKinnis. And then we've got uh, Steve Merrill uh, a little bit later on. Try to get as many different opinions as we can on these uh, football games. McKinnis was getting defensive. The Packer fan in him was coming out. Uh, mom, sisters, and dogs. Everybody's on the Vikings to win the division. Uh, total 47.5 in the Packers and the Vikings game. So you think the Packers uh, do enough to get this game done? You don't think the Vikings are ready to knock off the pack just yet? I mean, hey, look, there's a reason why I'm on the total and not the side. If that if that's an answer. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you think it's a lower scoring game? Look, I think I think the Vikings have weapons and I think that uh I think their quarterback is certainly underrated and he gets smack talked all the time. But I, I think the pace of play and even just if you take a look at it, I actually love I started doing this last year quite a bit. It was looking at kind of time of possession for certain teams and Green Bay and Minnesota were actually both pretty high up there in time of possession and and time of drives. And you know what that means? That milks the clock, you know, so unless you're unless in one of these drives, we're seeing a 50 yard pass. Uh, completion and that, that kind of obviously can make or break a total sometimes. I think both these teams drive the field and take some time doing so. And if that happens, then I'll cash this under. All right, let's take a look at Kansas City and Arizona, a game we haven't talked too much about uh, this week yet. I don't know. When I look at this game, the first thing that catches my eye is 53.5 is the total. And why won't there be a million points in this game? Right, like I think there's an overreaction to Tyreek Hill not being with Kansas City anymore. Uh, I think that Tyreek Hill is going to help the Miami Dolphins, but two things could be right at the same time. And I think the Chiefs' offense is going to be just fine, even without Tyreek Hill there. And then you look at Arizona, and I think Arizona is going to be able to put some points up on the board. Total 53 and a half. Kansas City lay five and a half in this game, McInnes. Yeah, you know, Gabe, I'm a. I think I'm one of the few people. I don't want to say a few people. I, I don't really like Arizona that much. I, I'm not really high on them. You know, I, I think they're actually, they're going to be in for a down year. I mean, I, I'd really just, number one, I don't like their defense that much. Number two, I really don't like how inconsistent their QB is. And I get a lot of hate from that with, from, you know, coworkers, friends. I don't think that he's the guy, to be honest with you. I think he makes a lot of sloppy plays, don't like his, don't like his reads. I think unlike a lot of quarterbacks that are good on their feet, I just think that sometimes he picks the wrong time to move. The Chiefs, you mentioned it. I mean, I actually really like Tyreek Hill. I have his proper receiving yards actually this week already set in. But I, I think people are making way too much out of his exit. And I think the Chiefs still have plenty of weapons. And let's not forget Patrick Mahomes. And I feel like a lot of people forget what the Chiefs were like before Patrick Mahomes was on that team. You know, he's a great quarterback. He'll find guys. And I'm not trying to compare him to Tom Brady right now, but what did I say a few moments ago about that, about Tom Brady? He finds chemistry with his receivers, and I feel like it'll almost be a more spread-out offense this year for the Chiefs than it was in years past. Andrew McKinnis uh, kicking with us. Yeah, Arizona are one of those weird teams. You know, we've said this a lot in breaking down the, the, the Cardinals this year, coming into the year, McKinnis, that it wouldn't surprise me if the Cardinals were were an 8-9 and nine football team, and it wouldn't surprise me if they were like 11-5. and five. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, they're, they they can be good. They have been good in, in – in, for for you know runs look last year bro they were 10 and 2 at one point right they were 9 and 0 or 9 and 1 whatever 10 and 2 right like they've had these runs where they can win but they have a hard time sustaining it so kingsbury always seems to hit the wall um and he's had a hard time sustaining success for 17 games and similar situation with kyler murray he's been really good at times and then he'll hit the wall 
you know, was he was he injured? He wasn't 100 percent or whatnot. I can't disagree. Sometimes you know the decisions are going to be suspect, but he is still young, so I'm not going to overreact uh, to that. Um, I think he's a hell of a quarterback. But he still has his flaws. But with all that being stated, McKinnis, I don't see how there's not going to be 54 points in this football game. Between McKin- between Mahomes and, and Murray and all the skill and speed that, that's on this field, I don't see how we don't get uh, over this number. The, the, real, the real question is, I, again, if you don't want to make too much about uh, no Tyreek there, but obviously a lot of his plays and a lot of it, he every game he seemed to be making, you know, 25, 30-yard receptions, which can change a game, which can change a total. You don't have that anymore. So is the offense going to be different? Is it going to be, you know, uh, shorter play calls? Is it going to be 10, 15-yard passes instead of these stretch passes and that kind of stuff? Let's not forget no D-hop. Uh, no Christian. A lot Kirk. of his stuff. I mean, a lot of his stuff was off. Uh, a lot of his stuff was yards after the catch through though with Hill too. Like you know what I mean? Point. Like they're, they're, yeah, a lot of people talked about this bomb and oh, Tua and how's Tua going to throw the ball down the field to him and stuff. A lot of the stuff was slants, bubble screens, slants, quick hits. A lot of like honestly, a lot of Casey's offense is pretty quick hit type stuff. I'm not saying they never throw the ball deep, but they're not. It's not really a big part of their repertoire where, yeah, I'm going to drop well, back and let's year. have him drop back and throw bombs, right? Ty- Tyreek yeah. Hill ended last year, longest reception, 33-64-31. That's not bad. Yeah, um, what catches in the air. But I'm yeah. saying, like like I said, though, a lot of the stuff that KC runs, like, you know, because it's funny because there's always the criticism, of, there was a criticism of Tua. Uh, dinking and dunking so much and I saw Dan Orlovsky showing the two us like showing it like uh, Mahomes threw it like less yards type of deal right like but Mahomes one of the one of their guys gonna have to step up right which who is it gonna be is it gonna be the kid Sky Moore is Schuster back right now is Schuster gonna provide the you know the spark uh Nicole Hardman is fast as hell but he's never really taken that next step into becoming that impact guy um, but he can, like he makes big time plays. So I think they'll be fine as far as uh, Tyreek not being there. Now, a game that I'm tempted to pull quick, the trigger. Hey, we're, yep. We were talking. We were talking about Tua, and I found this out earlier, and I thought it was pretty crazy. Uh, only three quarterbacks last year reached their passing yards over uh, against the Patriots, which I thought was pretty ridiculous. I was looking at Tua's passing yeah, yards. Yeah, I was looking at some props in that game. Three quarterbacks last year, Dak Prescott, Davis Mills, and Josh Allen, the three quarterbacks. Hey, you know what, that though? Re- that Tua, went over. Tua is 3-0 and in his career against the uh, the Patriots. He's never lost to them. He beat Mac Jones twice last year, and he won. He played one of the games the year before. So he's actually 3-0 and against Bill Belichick and, and the New England Patriots. There's been a lot of steam on that game. We'll get to that. But the Giants getting five and a half. It was six and a half. Here's another one, too. And I just don't want to say we like the over in every game because we don't actually. But I don't know, like, if people think, okay, number one, the Giants suck. But they actually have quite a – they have a lot of skill position talent, actually, uh, the Giants. They were just miscoached. The other thing is Daniel Jones – He's really good for totals, McKinnis, because he'll either move the ball down the field for the Giants or he'll turn it over. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, no, no, it's I do, true. I do. Yeah, no, it's true. I caught on to this. I'm like, you know what? Giant games are good to bet on the over because he either, like, will leave you, leave you to a touchdown or he'll fumble a ball on his own 20 or something. Um, I don't think the Giants are going to be able to stop Derrick Henry. Total's 43 and a half. All right, we'll get McKinnis out on the other side. One more uh, segment with McKinnis. Late Night Anger Management Class continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. 
I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bradison, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Nobody wants to hear the nonsensical ravings of a loudmouth malcontent. Well, too bad. I am the malcontent. This is sports rage. I am Renzi. Andrew McKinnis uh, joining us from wagertalk.com. We do appreciate his time in the late night hours uh, this evening. We got Jamie Eisenberg from CBS Sports going to join us in a couple of minutes as well. Steve Merrill, a lot of football talk coming up, remainder of the program. So we're just uh, going over the games right now with, with Andrew. Um, yeah, so I'm looking at the Giants and, and the Titans over 43 and a half, guys. I'm tempted by the Giants as well, but I don't know if it's enough. Like, and I'm not one of these guys. I hate McKinnis when people say, well, I really like something at three and a half, but I don't like it at four. Or, like, you know what I mean? When they nitpick about a half point, and I'm thinking, right. well, if your bet is that fragile and it's only a half point, do you like it by then? We got a problem. But the thing is, I just, you know, the NFL, there are key numbers, and I think it should be seven and a half instead of five and a half. You know what I'm saying? Like, losing by seven wouldn't surprise me. Like, that, that's what I'm getting at. Like, you could take the Giants and be in this game and hang around and end up losing, like, you know, 28-21 or something like that. Uh, but, yeah, I'm leaning. I, I really do want to take the Giants here. I got a feeling the Tennessee wins, but they don't smoke them. Uh, but I do look at this total here, McKinnis, and I, you know, anytime I see a 43 and a half, it's the same thing with that Saints game well, with the Falcons where they got a total up at uh, 42 and a half and it catches my eye. What do you think about these games? Like, well, I just want to say about that uh, for the Titans, I mean, this could be one of those games where Derrick Henry just has one of those, you know, mind-boggling games where it's just so entertaining to watch and the Titans end up winning by, you know, a point <laughs> or like a field goal. You know what I mean? Like this could be one of those games where they put on an unbelievable display and, you know, still just barely scrape by, you know, which is why I think that if I was to play the side, but this is why the prop world is there. I love props. This is a game I'll be taking props on, but uh, Gabe, I, you talk about overs and, and games that are fun to watch. I really expect uh, points in the Raiders and Chargers game. Uh, once again, do I expect it to be as crazy as I expected, you know, the last one to be 35, 32? No, I don't think maybe it'll be that high scoring, but I think we, we could, we could see it. I mean, Keenan Allen, Eckler, Mike Williams, we've got a guy like Justin Herbert throwing the ball around these defenses. I don't think they got much better, uh, but the offenses, I think they did. And take a look at my guy, Devonte Adams over there. Uh, in Vegas, that's only going to make them better. I feel like this is going to be must-watch TV. That's an over I locked in a short time ago. I'm looking forward to that game. I really like that over. Yeah, it's going to be a fun game. I can't argue with you that uh, there should be a track meet. Last, listen, we'll, we, we're going to find out how improved the Chargers' defense is. They gave up 27 points a game last year, McKinnis. You know, like only the Falcons, and the, they were there with the Falcons and the Lions and the Jets. That's the neighborhood that the Chargers were living in defensively, giving up as many points a game as they did. You know, I thought this is another game, man. I wish, obviously, I wish we were getting more, but they set the numbers for a reason. I really want to take the Raiders here. 
I want to take the Raiders here. We were talking earlier about home field advantage in Los Angeles, and the Rams do have some fans now because they're really good and stuff. But the Chargers don't really. And, you know, I'm not saying nobody likes them, but they have some people who like them. But the thing is, the Raiders are, like, arguably the most popular football team in L.A. still now. So it's not like there's going to be any home field advantage or anything like that. And I've seen – I've gone to Raider and Charger games over the years. Seems to me the Raiders beat them more often than not, especially whenever it's the Chargers. I remember in San Diego they used to seem to beat them more often than not. Um – they beat them last year in Vegas in the game that counted to get into the playoffs. We'll see. We'll see. People always love this Charger team all the time. They've got to. They've got to prove it, McKinnis. I like that pick. I like that quite a bit. You know, it's it's key to get the hook. Talk about those key numbers. I mean, yeah. In this game, I mean, in this instance, it should be a close game. You're right. I like what you said there, though, Gabe, and I agree with you. I mean, I'm, I, I you know, I, I sell plays for a living, and I, I, I have definitely been caught saying what you said about, well, I, this number and that number. But at the end of the day, yeah, yeah. I don't like when I hear people say, I loved it until I lost a half point. It's like, well, you, I know. you couldn't have loved it. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, Gabe, I mentioned last week to you when I was kind of leaving your show, and, you know, we couldn't really discuss it, but I really like the Browns. I have them on the money line. Oh, this week? Um, yeah, against the, I, yeah, you I, like them, yeah. Yes, sir. I've teased them up as well, and I've teased the Ravens down. Uh, I really, really like that play. But, look, Cleveland is is in the top top five, top ten rankings in so many categories, secondary, offensive line, um, running backs. I mean, everything that I'm seeing in this game, everyone's talking about, okay, sure, Chris McCaffrey is healthy. Sure, we'll see what's going to go on there. But Baker Mayfield – why is the fact that he's motivated and angry and talking smack to the media being mentioned? I mean, don't you think Miles Garrett's motivated too? Don't you think that the entire, you know, Cleveland organization is motivated too? I don't really understand. Um, I thought it was a pretty good price. I got plus 115 on the money line as an underdog there. I just feel like consistently at every single position, maybe besides quarterback, Cleveland is a better team. And nobody wants to give them the credit. Yeah. So I like that quite a bit. But teasing them up and teasing the Ravens down, I like that quite a bit. Andrew McKinnis, wagertalk.com, kick it with us. And, yeah, I, I understand your argument in this game. Um, we've been de- debating it. We'll talk about it with Merrill um, a little, little bit later on as well because that's the thing, you know. It's funny, isn't it, that you hear people, well, Baker, well, what, Baker Mayfield revenge and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, whatever, dude. Like, what, what is, you know, everybody wants to win, McKinnis. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's not like, like, like it's a good point, but what, you think Miles Garrett's? Well, no, you know what? I want Baker to win because, no. You know what I mean? Everyone's going to go out there and make plays. The question is, you know, what's, what's Cleveland's ground game going to be like? What's the play calling going to be like? I think it's a winnable game for Carolina. Um, I think it's a winnable game for Cleveland. It's one of those I don't want to wuss out on on it and wuss out on you, but this is a tough one, right? Like, this this is a tough one. Right? I don't really see – I don't know if I have value with either team. It's sort of a leap of – I guess the best way of putting it is it's a leap of faith if you take either team. You know what I mean? And you trust, you're trusting the Browns here on the road in the first game of the year. They are. They do have a good offensive line, and they do have a good running back. So if they just hand the damn ball off like all day, they could win the football game. But Stefanski does weird things, man, as a head coach. I just have a hard time trusting the Browns. But Gabe, you know what's weird? They won more games last year when Baker Mayfield did not uh, hit the over on his completion prop. They won more games when his completion prop flew under when they're just running the ball, they won. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. That then, and, and and Baker's camp said the same thing behind the scenes after, and I said the same thing last year. I said so. Either Kevin Stefanski, the offensive coordinator, head coach, the the offensive guru here, either he's an idiot and he keeps on throwing the football despite the fact that Nick Chubb is carving up the opposition, or. He is trying to make Baker Mayfield look bad. And because this way he could get rid of him, right? And he could tell ownership after, listen, you know, I tried and look at, you know what I mean? He couldn't do it. And 
And Baker thought the same thing after, because basically they and Baker to, to Baker's defense, he did have the torn labrum or whatever, right on the shoulder and stuff. So why, like you said, you just just nailed it yourself. You said they had more success when they just ran the ball more, but he insisted on throwing the ball all the time, which was really baffling. And that's why I started playing lots of props and a lot less sides, Gabe. Because you can actually take it on some of these props and not have to worry about well, what. Get in on that Josh under. Allen 35 and a half yards, bro. <laughs> Sounds put good. it this you know, way. And, and put it put it this way. So last year against Kansas City in the playoff game, he had 68. Against New England in the playoff game, he had 66. In the regular season uh, finale against the Jets, he had 63. They didn't even try in that game. Against the Falcons, he had 81. Against the Patriots, he had 64. Um Against Tampa, he had 109. Like, you know what I mean? Like, basically, like, it's almost an automatic that he's going to go. And the thing is with Josh is he'll go over this, like, quickly, McKinnis. Like, he'll like his first big run or something will be for, like, 30 yards, and then he'll pop another one, and it's, like, two, two plays in, and you've already won that bet. I'm surprised that this one is as low as it is at 35 and a half. I guess it's respect for the Rams' defense. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I'm, I'll be taking that. Eight and one last nine games. Yeah, look at his game log, bro. Look at that. It's like, not it's not even, even close. Right yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And, and, yeah, it's not even – because sometimes, you know, I've been doing this for, like, hours, and I'm not joking when I'm talking about this caffeine. I'm going to be up all night looking at these numbers. And sometimes when you look at these props, uh, it's a good – I like how you said it. It's not even close because it's true. When you look at these props, you're trying to find trends. I don't like the trends where it's just barely scraping by. You know what That's I mean? That's like, like an right NBA now, prop. That's what happens. Yeah. Oh, it's 18 and yeah. a half. Oh, he scored 19 or more in four of the last five. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah 19 well, or more, half point his, over. Yeah. His, yeah, this guy's cashed his rebound prop, you know, five straight games, but – you know, just by one or a half. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. That's, that's good, but it's not great. We're talking 68, 66. Like you said, I mean, 109 in there against the Buccaneers. I don't. I know some people don't like to overreact to the biggest number because that's not going to happen again. I get okay, excited yeah, about that. It shows me what they can do. Like, let's wow. look at his longs. So 14, 26, 32, 18, 25, 26, 23, 21. So look, like his his longs are usually in the mid twenties. So like I said, you lay thirty five and a half yards, boom, one of his runs is gonna be for like twenty five yards or something, McKinnis, right? Like I I like it. I think the number will only go up. Man, time just flew by, McKinnis, but I, I look forward to seeing your work. Um best of luck, may the winners be yours. Follow Andrew on Twitter, McKinnis Picks, and uh, you can see him over a wager talk, and as you can see, he's ready to go. He's put a lot of work in this week. I look forward to see what you come up with. Thanks so much, Kevin. Enjoy week one, man. Thank you very much. Jamie Eisenberg will step up and in from CBS Sports. The late night anger match request. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. There's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org work. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details.
Okay, let's rock and roll as we're throwing it down live in Los Angeles. Countdown to kickoff is on. Super excited to be going to the Buffalo Bills and the Los Angeles Rams game. And I'm super excited to bet on it, play fantasy sports on it, and everything else in between. Let's bring in one of the best in the business and one of our favorite guests that joins us, Jamie Eisenberg from CBS Sports. CBSSports.com joins us. Jamie, happy football season. It's always a pleasure, man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Well, it's good to talk to you, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. So I'm, I'm fired up. I'm very excited um, to, to be going to the game on Thursday night, and I'm expecting it to be a track meet. What are your thoughts on this? What kind of football game are you expecting on Thursday night? I hope it's a track meet. You know, I think these two offenses are certainly set up to, to make it a track meet. You know, not that the defense has anything to, you know, overlook, but, you know, when you have Josh Allen and, and the firepower of the Bills offense and what they could do throwing the ball, and then you have the Rams and certainly what they've shown you under Matthew Stafford as, as the quarterback there, it should lead to plenty of points. And so, you know, I, I think Vegas is telling us that they're going to score a lot. But, you know, it wouldn't be, uh, uh, on the other side, a huge surprise, that, you know, knowing that, you know, one team's got Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. The other team just added Von Miller to a pretty formidable pass rush and a pretty good secondary of their own. You know, so maybe we could get a little, uh, you know, uh, surprise the other direction. You know, it's funny that you say that because both these teams have explosive offenses, but they're both pretty damn good uh, defensively as well, as Jamie just uh, discussed. I know I know you and the crew over at CBS were, were already talking about this game and, and some of the sleepers. And Isaiah McKenzie's a football player that's not a household name, but really started to make plays for the Buffalo Bills um, last year. Gabriel Davis obviously exploded onto the scene with that playoff performance against the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs. What are you expecting, like from uh, from from the Bills' wide receivers? Are these guys going to cut into digs moving forward? Like, what's your sort of outlook for the Buffalo Bill wide receiver position? You know, Diggs has averaged 165 targets in his two years there. I think we'll probably see him take. I'll shave off 15 targets, and I think he'll still be very good. You know, he may not be number one wide receiver overall good, but still in the conversation to be a top five guy because he's associated with arguably the best quarterback in the NFL right now with Josh Allen. So. You know, pretty good place to be. He's going to be the target leader there. But, you know, the two other guys that you mentioned, Gabe Davis, you know, as long as he's playing more than we've ever seen, which I can't imagine is not going to be the case. And, you know, from all accounts, I'm sure obviously you as a Bills fan, you know, following it, you know, he's in great shape. He's, he's dominated camp. You know, he had the touchdown in the preseason game. You know, he's the type of receiver that a quarterback like Josh Allen will love because he should be open down the field because of the way he runs. So, you know, he's got the opportunity to really step forward as a fantasy asset, be a weekly starter in the majority of the league. McKenzie's the interesting one because, like you said, he made plays last year. Certainly the one game that we saw when Cole Beasley was out, we know that that role has been pretty important for Josh Allen. So now that he's the guy there, can he take advantage of it? You know, I'm hopeful. Uh, like you said, our crew at CBS is very hopeful. Um, but you still have Jamison Crowder and Khalil Shakir that could be sort of, I think, thorns in the side of Isaiah McKenzie, especially if he has another injury situation like we saw at the end of camp, you know, leading into this week. So um, I think, you know, for anybody still drafting, you know, you're looking at these guys. Diggs is clearly the one. Davis is the clear cut two. And then McKenzie should be considered three. But how will it all work when you factor in Dawson Knox? You know, they, they definitely want to throw the ball to the running backs also. So, you know, I'm just hopeful that Josh Allen continues to keep all these guys afloat because it's a lot of mouths to feed, but clearly a lot of very good mouths in this offense. Yeah, and that's what makes them so good, and I think that that's, that's something that they really want. They want to be balanced, right? They don't want to be predictable. They want to be balanced, and they want to spread the ball around. We're in conversation with Jamie Eisenberg. So, Jamie, let me ask you, what are your thoughts on Mitch Trubisky? Mitch Trubisky being named starting quarterback at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, they're getting six and a half points. The total is 44 and a half in this game. And So, your thoughts on Trubisky and your thoughts on Joe Burrow coming off the appendectomy surgery. Any concern for you early in the season? with Joe? I mean, it's not the most ideal matchup. You know, we're going to see how good this offensive line is for the Bengals, you know, with the investment yep. they made on the three guys. And so hopefully they can hold off T.J. Watt and company, which is not going to be easy. And so, you know, the Steelers are going to try and slow the game down. You know, they don't want to make it attack me because that's not going to suit them because of Mitchell Trubisky and, and the offense there. So, you know, as long as this foot injury is, is not an issue for uh, Najee Harris, which seems to be the case because why else would they have played them in the final preseason game? You know, I think Trubisky will have some more explosive plays than what we saw under Ben Roethlisberger. He'll obviously make some mistakes because that's typically, you know, been his game. But, you know, I thought he looked good in the preseason. You know, everybody made a big deal about Kenny Pickett, understandably so, but he was doing it more with backups. You know, Trubisky, when he was in there with the starters, I thought he was okay. Um, I think this offensive line is still a concern, but, you know, the fact that he's mobile, he can get around some of those concerns. So there's a lot of weapons in Pittsburgh, but in terms of this game, you know, I think it's going to be low scoring. I, I think the Steelers will slow things down and, and make the Bengals uncomfortable. I still think the Bengals win because they're the better team. 
but I think it'll be a close game, and you know Pittsburgh defense will certainly make things uh, a little bit uh, unfun for the, for that uh, Bengals offense. Yeah, the Steelers beat the they, the Steelers beat the Bengals eleven straight times, and now Cincinnati's beaten them three straight and beaten them by double digits uh, each time as well. So speaking of double digits, I remember the game last year. And Philadelphia just smoked Detroit. And it was kind of a bad spot for the Lions. I think they played well, like, the week before type of thing. It was, it was a strange spot for them. But Philadelphia went in there and handled their business. There's all, you know, there's excitement around the Lions, the hard knock stuff, Dan Campbell's quotes, get people fired up. But there is reason for optimism when we look at this offense, isn't there, uh, Jamie? When we look at the Detroit Lions offense, I think their defense is still going to be pretty bad. So what are your thoughts on this Philadelphia? Philadelphia uh, game and a lot of excitement about the Eagles coming into this year as well. Uh, what they can do. Interesting football game, isn't it? How much improved are the Detroit Lions? I guess we're going to find out on Sunday. They're both improved. You know, I think you look at what these teams did this offseason. You know, Philly just kind of adding to, you know, what was a really good roster to begin with, and Jalen Hurts doing everything that he's supposed to do to get better as a pro. That's all you've heard, and, and it seems to be on display. And so, you know, I think this will be one of those situations where the game will be close, you know, through two and a half, three quarters. And then, you know, Philadelphia's talent, I think, will just sort of pull away a little bit, and especially at the quarterback position, because I do think Jalen Hurts is going to be an MVP candidate this year. I think the addition of A.J. Brown with, uh, you know, better play out of Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard behind one of the best offensive lines, it's just there's a good formula for success there. So uh, I think, you know, Detroit is kind of trying to build to where Philadelphia is with how they put their roster together. And, you know, it might take a quarterback change, which is not a disrespect to Derek Goff. I just don't know if he's a difference-making type of player at this point. I think he's just more of a, you know, good quarterback, not a great quarterback. And so, you know, Detroit's going to be fun. They're going to be, you know, uh, a roadblock to a lot of teams, and they're going to be uncomfortable for a lot of teams. But I just think at the end of games, you know, we'll see sort of where talent matters when they're up against a team like Philadelphia. So I, I like the Eagles in the spot a lot. What do you think of, of Atlanta? So I'm going to, you know, in a similar situation to Detroit in that I think they'll be able to put some points on the board. I think they'll be able to move the ball a bit. I mean, you know, Kyle Pitts is a stud. I think Mariota is good enough to, you know, put 21-24, but I also think their defense could be given up 35-40 uh, type of deal. I don't know. Is the, is the total too light here, Jamie? When you look at this game, do you want to stay away from guys from a fantasy perspective? Because I look at this, and I think it has the potential to open up. But at the same point in time, it wouldn't surprise me if it was a 12-9 game <laughs> either, right? And we saw New Orleans kind of play it close to the vest last year at the start of the season. And who knows, right, with Dennis Allen and this offense now? What, what's your opinion on this matchup? Yeah, I, I don't. I agree with what you said about the Falcons. I think they'll score some points, but I don't know if they'll do it this week. You know, the, the Saints defense is still yeah. ridiculously good, and you know, you're asking Marcus Mariota to sort of be heroic, and, and at times we've seen it, but more times than not, we've seen him go the other direction and fail in these spots. And I just don't think they have enough guys when they're playing a team like this that has so much firepower to throw at them, really on both sides of the ball. You know, so I wouldn't be surprised if what you said is accurate that they do play a little bit close to the vest and not necessarily open things up. But I do think that the Saints have that potential. A, how much they trust Jameis Winston, and B, clearly how healthy are they going to be, mostly from a receiver standpoint, because you are asking Michael Thomas at 29 to be Michael Thomas again. I do love Chris Olave. I think Jarvis Landry was a smart addition, you know, just to get another veteran receiver in there. And clearly Alvin Kamara could still be one of the best running backs in football. But if they don't have the trust in their receiving core, because, again, rookie and guy coming back from injury, especially doing another hamstring injury, you know, they might just be a little bit more conservative this week because they probably can beat Atlanta just with a conservative game plan. But you know what? They had a conservative game plan against the Packers in week one last year, and they scored over 30 points. So, you know, they have that type of potential. just a matter of, you know, Jameis not vomiting on himself, which we, we know he can do. Um, but I do think that this is really a slanted game in, in the Saints' favor. We'll get you out of here in a couple of minutes. i got to ask you about the Miami Dolphins. Interesting. A lot of steam. Uh, people liking the Miami Dolphins in this game, including myself, but I liked it better when it was one and a half and two. It's up to three and a half. Minus three and a half uh, right now. A lot of positivity about the Dolphins and a lot of negativity about the Patriots. Yeah, imagine not trusting Matt Patricia to call an offensive game plan that works. <laughs> you, know, <I> don't know. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny because the, the typical, uh, we know the storyline has been Bill Belichick, you know, dominates young quarterbacks. Well, Tua's kind of dispelled that. He's been very successful against Belichick, and probably that speaks to him not having Tom Brady on his side, you know. So I think we'll see the Dolphins, you know, hopefully on display because they're going to be one of the more explosive teams. I'm glad that Jalen Waddle's healthy. Uh, obviously, the Patriots defense not the same, you know, losing some key guys, especially in the secondary. 
So we'll see if, you know, they're able to make Tua uncomfortable. But this has typically been the spot when the Dolphins have been good. You know, and I know the Patriots are doing the right thing by coming down here early and trying to get, you know, the, uh, acclimated to the heat. But when the Dolphins have been good, they've dominated September and early part of October. And so if they can take advantage of the weather down here when teams are just not ready to play um, in, in this weather, you know, I think we could see, you know, the Dolphins win this game. And I do think that they cover the spread. Yeah, two uh, two or three and zero against Belichick. Two and zero against Mac Jones. The first game and the last game of the years, uh, last year, and he played in one of the games previously the year before. Uh, a football team um, that I'm interested to see the new look, New York Giants. This is a game actually. I think they can hang around. They're getting it was six and a half. It's down to five and a half now, Jamie. But I'm curious and I'm interested to see how they match up with this Tennessee team and and also the fact that Brian Dable. Look, Buffalo. I know they're different teams, but Buffalo has played Tennessee quite a bit over the years, Jamie. So Brian Dable, this is a this is a team that he has game planned against multiple times over the past couple of years. I find that to be an interesting dynamic too. So it's not like it's oh it's new. I get it. He's a head coach for the first time, but the Buffalo and uh, Tennessee have game planned. Um, how do you think the Giants match up with them? You know, I just feel like the, the, the one thing that's kind of, I think, you're going to find out looming over the Titans, you know, they just lost their sack leader from a year ago, Harold Landry. And, you know, how much is that going to, you know, weigh on this defense? Because they should be able to sort of contain Daniel Jones. I looked this up uh, this morning. He's got 38 career starts in his, in his career. 38 starts over three seasons, uh, four seasons, excuse me, uh, 48 turnovers in those, in those three, uh, 38 starts, you know, yeah. so he's turnover punk, you know, and, and, and Mike Rabel's smart enough, like you said, you know, he knows what a Brian Dable offense looks like, but he knows what a Brian Dable offense looks like with Josh Allen, you know, so it's a little different. Good point. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and this is Derrick Henry's return, you know, I, I'm, I'm really curious for the Titans what their passing game will look like, because it's a revamped receiving core, you know, no more A.J. Brown, they bring in Robert Woods, they bring in Traylon Burks. Uh, they they got a nice steal of a rookie, and I think in Kyle Phillips. And so, you know, can they sort of open up the offense a little bit? Not that they're going to, but will they just, you know, if they have a lead, you know, take some chances, see what you know these guys can do. And so, if they, you know, Tannehill gets turnover prone, maybe things change in this game. But uh, I just don't know if the Giants. I think the Giants are going to be one of those teams. Like by the end of the season, you don't want to play them. But at the beginning part of the season, while they're still trying to figure things out, especially on the offensive line, you know, this is the type of game I think Tennessee just by, by Mike Vrabel and how he's typically been. They grind out a win, especially with Henry coming back from that injury. And, you know, we'll get you out of here, Jamie. We didn't even get to all. There's a lot of fun, fun late games. You know, the Sunday nighter, Tampa and Dallas. We remember how crazy it was last year. One thing I'll, you know, I'll end it on this with you. I'm surprised the total is only 51 there. I'm, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get why they don't think it's going to be a track meet again. I find that to be interesting. It's probably the offensive lines. You know, I mean, you, you, the, the Bucs, yeah, you know, yeah. they lost, you know, three, three interior linemen and the Cowboys losing Ty- Tyron Smith on the outside, you know, so maybe they're concerned about, you know, these offenses holding up. Maybe it's the Matt Singer storyline still looming over the Tom Brady's head. You know, I, I don't know. But I, I'm with you. I think it's going to be, you know, an up and down type of game, especially if the uh, Cowboys can find a way to protect that Prescott. Jamie, thank you so much for taking the time to be us. I know you've had a busy day today. Great to have uh, football back. Always love breaking it down with you. Thanks for the time, my man. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Here's Jamie Eisenberg, CBS Sports, CBSSports.com. Football's back, baby. Let's roll. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. There's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org work. 
Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Eisenberg, CBSSports.com. I am Gable Morency. This is Sports Rage. Sirius XM Channel 159, the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. What's up, SoCal? Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, wherever you may be joining us uh, this evening. So, uh, college football, uh, we've had a little bit of a little bit of movement in the AP uh, top 25. Georgia passes Ohio State. And once again, Ohio State fails to cover a number. Right? Once again, man, time and time again, if you think back now to the Ohio State Buckeyes, so they were big favorites. They lost to Michigan. Then they didn't cover against uh, against Utah, right? They barely won that game against Utah. And uh, now they're laying big points against Notre Dame. Maybe Ohio State aren't quite as good as people thought. You know what I mean? It was sort of that belief that well, Ohio State are as good as Alabama are, and I don't, I'm not sure they are, uh, to be honest. And if anything, I think Georgia are probably being undersold here, or undervalued, underappreciated. I mean, they are the champions. They should probably be ranked number one. Let's just be real about this, right? This is where this, you know, this stuff is all kind of whacked out, but it kind of does matter, right? People say, oh, it doesn't matter, but it kind of does. Like it matters if you're at the top. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like put it this way. If you're Clemson, you can't like what you saw in the sense that you actually fell a spot, even though you won your football game. And, you know, I think I think people sort of saw a lot of same the same thing from last year's Clemson team against Georgia Tech. Listen, Georgia Tech's win total is three and a half. And that final score was a little bit deceptive. Georgia Tech definitely hung around a lot. You know, they, they, they hung around more. Clemson racked up a bunch of late points. It's a good thing they did. I laid a terrible number, too, because it was like 21 and a half, 22 all summer, pretty much. And then uh, we were in Vegas uh, Monday night, and it was 24 and a half. 15 seconds. I'm at the window. I'm like, well, it's a terrible number, but let's hope for the best. And, man, they were winning by 24 before they scored that late touchdown. <laughs> but it was nice to cash the ticket on the way out. This is Sports Rage. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details.